<laughs> okay, one more time. All right. I'm April Margulies. And I'm Christopher Tompkins. And you're on the line with the Hype Busters. Welcome. Ready for some real talk on strategic communication? You're in the right place. All right. Hey, April, how you doing? I'm great, Chris. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm freezing. I didn't even tell you. It's freezing in Florida right now. No, it's not. What's freezing in Florida? Freezing in Florida? It's 54 degrees right now. That's not freezing. Well, it's freezing right now. I actually saw a woman, um, full parka, like parka down to the ground. Um, she had a scarf on, mittens. It was like 60 degrees. I, but this is uh this is yeah we're everyone's freezing and also in Florida if you turn on your um your heat yeah nine times out of ten you'll it will blow out your air conditioner <laughs> so because no one uses it <laughs> oh my god that's crazy yeah so I've been using my fireplace so I've been burning logs left right and center wow so global warming is not working in Florida not right not this week <laughs> not this week but Talk to me next week when I can barely wear a tank top without sweating down to the ground. Um, so, yeah, okay. no humidity. Um, okay. But, Fair uh, enough. But no, it's kind of. I mean, like I, 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 coming off of the new year, new you, kind of. Yeah, let's 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 go balls to the wall, um, and then getting balls to the wall. Balls to the wall, and then immediately I, immediately fatigued, like immediately <laughs> fatigued by the balls to the wall approach. So um, this for some reason, all I can hear in my head now is from the window to the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that hip hop song? The sweat dripped down my balls. Like, what is that song? I don't know. Was that was that was that a spiritual song? Definitely not. Wait, what is this song? Now I have to see. Yeah, you have to, you have to, you have to find it. From the window to the wall, sweat dripped down my ball. There it is. Okay, hold on. Lyrics. This is actually highly searched for. Apparently, Lil John and Eastside. <gasps> oh, get low. Get low. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't familiar with the uh, the the vernacular utilized in that song. Um, <laughs> Because usually I'm either getting low or getting away from getting low. I see. I had I had it wrong. It's actually to the sweat drop down my balls. Ah. Uh, so I had it. I had it wrong. But the hot party, hot party God. in the metaverse. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's oh, no man. there's no balls allowed in the metaverse right now. So I see. I see. It sounds very boring. Don't count me in. No, yeah, I know. I I feel like that's a the number one thing I've been asked the last two weeks. Do you have balls? Um, no, no. How many balls is too many? Uh, which is three. I, I mean, really, but uh, but no, metaverse, 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 metaverse. What do you think about the metaverse? What what's next for the metaverse? I, mean, I think I'm already over it, and it just started. But well, it's kind of how these trends go, right? I mean, yeah, that's true. Now they're like they're there's just too heavy on the gas. Do you think it's gonna catch on? Or do you think it's gonna just fizzle out before it even started? Um, no, because it has legs. I mean okay. come on. It's it, it, it 
that's what I was saying before we started taping, like, you know, um, Fort, Fortnite's metaverse, um, Roblox, which so many kids are addicted to, is metaverse. So right. it's not like, oh, wow, Facebook changed their name to meta. Up next, we're going to be like touching each other. You know what I mean? It's like, right, right. no, hon, it's, it's, that's a little bit away, a ways off. You know what I mean? It's not going to be like uh, fully incorporated OnlyFans within a week. I mean, it's going to, it's going to take some time. Right. It's not but. like up upload. Did you see that yet? The on uh, Amazon Prime. No, what is it? It's where when you die, you can go to a virtual heaven, and so you basically the you can pay to have a subscription to one of these virtual realities where your consciousness continues on, and then people in the real world are still running the virtual world of people's consciousness that are like stored on these big hard drives. So all of your memories and experiences and et cetera are like uploaded and saved Mm. to this. And then if you can't afford the fancy place then you can go to a not fancy place or if your family can't, but somebody in the physical world has to continue paying for it. And somewhere Wes Anderson is just kicking himself that he didn't think of that concept. Uh, (laughs) But there's like there's like a there's the like the physical world person that falls for the non-physical world person and then but there's like a, an ability to, for her to enter as an avatar and sort of experience. So there's like you can then there's a touching suit so they can actually feel each other. So in a way, I feel like maybe your addiction to the show is one of the reasons why you're fatigued. I mean, I think it's more to do with Ozark season four. Oh, you know what my my Sunday was all about? Ozark Golden Palace. Four. Come on, really? Yeah, I watched Golden Palace. Golden Palace is on Hulu, so I watched the whole series. I don't know this. Is it good? Yeah, Ask it's. Me um, if you watched it all? Yeah. Do you know what it is? No. Okay, so it's these um, these three older ladies, and they begin to run this hotel together. With a Spanish chef and yeah. um, a black uh, manager, okay. and it's just filled with hijinks. It's the Golden Girls spinoff. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay, that yeah. explains it. Yeah, that's that was the hijinks. I see. Uh, yeah, there was there was some fantastic one-liners that I really did enjoy. I didn't. I just didn't remember. I didn't remember them slut shaming Blanche so heavily. <laughs> It was really heavy. Like literally, they'd be talking, Blanche would be talking to somebody, a guest in the hotel, and Sophia would just walk past her and go, slut, and keep going. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Fascinating. Yeah. So that was a uh, if anybody wants to watch that fantastic show, uh, it's uh on Hulu now available. So, so after that not breaking news, should we get into breaking news? Yeah, let's break some news. Man. <laughs> Let's bust it. Let's bust it open. You have um, you have something fantastic about um, cancel culture, which is always a hot topic. It's always a fun topic. Yeah. Um, so there's a story in Marketing Dive about cancel culture. It says trouble for brands are just noise. Mm-hmm. And so some of the statistics say, well, about half of U.S. online adults say that they'll boycott a brand due to their unethical business practices, or if it mistreats employees. 
25% say that their loyalty to a brand may prevent them from actually doing so, according to a new report from Forrester shared with Marketing Dive. Um, they also found that among U.S. business to consumer marketing executives, 57% believe that threats of being canceled have no material impact on company sales, and nearly 6 in 10 feel that the same about the impact to their company's brand for, this, for the same report. And then another important takeaway from the report is that cancel culture is loud, but for most brands, it's just noise. So it's, you know, it says that um, although cancel culture has proliferated, oh my God, proliferated, there we go, across society aided by social media and um, partisanship, that's very divisive. Its impact is actually nominal and affects, you know, more people than companies. So that's interesting because I think that there has been a concern about Okay, if you're, I mean, we've even talked about Edelman taking on the the oil company. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's like, are is Edelman gonna get canceled? And I think what this report is saying is like, probably not. No. Um, it seems like so. I guess the impact here is more around individuals, so people can get canceled, but brands are seem to be pretty impervious. Yeah, I, 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 that's kind of what I was getting from this piece as well. Mm -hmm. Um. But what I, one of the things that I did like, though, is there was a, there was a quote at the end, I think it was at the very end, which was, um, trust is at the heart of company ethics. And when that trust is breached, consumers respond. And I think that that is, that's so true, um, so true. especially now, because I feel that, I think when someone is canceled, I feel like everyone's not immediately going, I, I feel like this is what I think. I could be completely wrong here. I probably am. But I think that as people as this cancel culture continues and it just it stops being cancel culture and it becomes just mm -hmm. what it is, which is kind of like calling people to the carpet. I mean, that's what yep. it is. It's holding people responsible. That's what it is. But it has to have a cool name, right? Because you know, we're in the metaverse. Um, but you know, I, I feel that what it's going to do now is it's just going to shine the light on people that are doing shitty stuff and people are gonna make up their minds if they think it's shitty enough. Do you know, I think it's going, I don't think it's going to be now. It's like, <gasps> boom, it's like this whole, like, it, it, I feel like everyone has, um, every canceled situation has been like, they, people have been collecting cards to put in your back pocket on these people for so long and they play their whole hand at once. So it's like really damning yeah. like when they, when they play it. I mean, cause I was just looking through the new, like just to kind of have some downtime today. I looked through like gossip blogs or whatever yeah and there's like two new people that are getting canceled and it's like hmm. and they're not even interesting people it's like they're looking for like d-list cancels it's huh. i just feel like it's kind of i think i think we're getting fatigued with this we're kind of over it so do you think adele is gonna survive getting canceled from her latest faux pas with her <laughs> No, it's no, it's not that. It's Adele. <laughs> Wait, are oh, you laughing at Adele? Adele. 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 Adele sounded the, it's, it sounded the same. That's like me head. calling my husband. Adele. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. Okay. Uh, well, Adele's Adele's another situation altogether. Wait, how are you saying it different than me? I heard myself say it the same as you said it. It's Adele. And you Adele. said Adele. I did? You said Adele. How about like that? like one computer is Adele. 
<laughs> okay. I did not hear myself say that, but that's amazing. I will hear it on the, on the playback. Um, okay. So what do you, so first of all, can you tell our listeners exactly what um, her recent faux pas was? Or do you want me to? Yeah. Uh, I, well, it's annoying. She's crying because uh, obviously her um, residency got canceled or postponed, right? And then she um, she felt so terrible that she gifted everybody. Um, what was it? She gave them. She was giving them drink tickets, but they were all tickets. underage but none yeah. of them were 21 or most of them weren't 21. <laughs> so she called them individually on social media. Right. And scheduled. That's how I got it. Like she scheduled yeah. calls with them to apologize individually and then offered them drink tickets, not understanding that they were underage. Here's, here's what I'm, how thinking. does, how does that happen? Where's her social media person? And also where's what, her publicist? Why, why isn't she busier? Is what I'm thinking. Like, you have enough time to call each one of these bastards that didn't come to your show? Number one, why are there so many kids listening to that music? That is not music for children. <laughs> That's, like, depressing. Like, well, I guess, I mean, angsty teens. But, I mean, this is, like, it's, like, mom rock. I mean, Adele's good. Don't get me. Adele's good. But, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. But... <laughs> But also like crying and I just, I don't know. And this is what I said to you yesterday when we were messaging about this. It's a freaking weekend residency. Cry me a river, lady. You know what I mean? What about everybody else there? Even the freaking RuPaul's Drag Race shows seven nights a week. I mean, Adele's going to pop out and do a little ditty to like a bunch of teens, I guess, on like a Saturday and Sunday and it's over. And RuPaul's like, work. Supermodel. Just work, Adele. Work. <laughs> Till the sweat drip down my ball. <laughs> well, I'm tired. Um, yes. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Well, I was. Uh, I think it's. I think the whole Adele situation is 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 pretty embarrassing. I I think it's um the drink ticket thing is one thing. I take umbrage with her calling everybody and saying, I'm sorry. And I really let you down. And I just, I just feel like she should be better than that. What do you think's wrong with that? I feel like that's a nice thing to do now. I, I, mean, I, I feel like it's, thing, no, but. I think it feels desperate and I don't feel oh. like she's a desperate. I don't feel like she's like in some ivory tower either. I think she's very relatable. I like how she comes across. I think she's yeah. very cool. Yeah. I just thought this was a little thirsty. I thought this was a little. Okay. Yeah. Cause I would say that like, if I got, if it was like, if I was really that upset about the the residency, was she doing that because she thought that they were going to turn against her or that it was going to be her fault. And then I was thinking like, maybe it was her fault. Maybe she did the contract wrong or something. And, and then that's why she's doing this whole thing. I see. I just didn't, I don't know. It didn't make sense to me when I saw it. I was just like, Oh, what's she crying about? Well, I just wondered if she just did it on her own, which explains why her publicist and social media person didn't intervene to say, like, you can't offer them. I feel like the publicist should have known that or the social media. Team. So did she just go rogue and just start calling people? Like, what? how does that happen? I don't know. Adele, come on. I mean, get an account on Cameo. But... Okay. Uh, hey, Adele. But so, so uh, not only... 
are people getting canceled? Adele's getting canceled. Well, G Suite is also getting canceled. Um, G Suite, uh, which is the legacy three edition um, of the Google suite of tools that you can use will no longer be free anymore. Um, So as of May 1st of this year, 2022, there'll be no more free Google suite. So you're going to have to get onto one of their subscription plans. What do you think about Google making that change? Uh, it's annoying because I feel like this is what they've always done. So they offer something for free, get everybody completely addicted to it. Your entire life is stored in their Gmail or your entire life is stored in their G suite. And then all of a sudden it, it costs money now. So you don't have to pay for it, but if you want to keep it, you do, Mm -hmm. but otherwise you have to transfer your entire life from, you know, whenever you open your Gmail account, which I mean, now I pay for my Gmail, right? But like for a long time, I didn't. And then oh. I just started to have too much stuff in there and now I have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I feel like this is their way is just yeah. like lure people into their wonderful products and make make them indisposable. And then suddenly like, and now it's going to cost you. Surprise. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's like a, it's a, it's a telling tale. If something is ever free online, it's not always going to be free. And I think that that's a, that I walk into every free scenario like that, thinking like, ah, well, enjoy it while you can, because it's going to eventually going to be some subscription. For sure. And um, which is, which is a, actually an interesting segue over to um, an Instagram story that I saw, um, which was on TechCrunch. And um, Instagram's launching early test of creator subscriptions in the U.S., so one of the biggest trends that we were looking to see this year is um, monetization of subscriptions um, and content, uh, which is, I think it's a good idea within reason. I mean, I think it's too early to see, because in my mind, I can't see what how the model will really work. Um, whereas I now have to pay for the same content I was getting before, but I don't know if I thought that content before was as, was valuable enough to pay for it. Mm. So, um, but Instagram is trying this out. They have a handful of creators that they're trying this subscription model for. Um, so you can see exclusive content. Um, it, the, the, this feature was, was spotted back in November in the app mm-hmm. store. Um, but what, did it, what does it say? At launch, only 10 total U.S. creators have gained access to this new feature. So it's an alpha test. So alpha test, obviously, way, way early. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's eight price points to choose from, starting at 99 cents per month to as much as $100 per month. Now, let's think about this. What would you pay for an ins- exclusive Instagram content? Would Instagram have to, as a platform, mo- morph into something that is... A little bit different like for example if it was um if it was a peer that you really uh respected their opinion and they were sharing some sort of like developmental information or something like that where you can kind of log on and and hear some inspiring words or ways to organize your day or just some different stuff would would that be something that you'd want to pay for Mm-mm. yeah That's- no i can't i mean the, and it's instagram i mean I would pay somebody to curate news for me across a variety of yeah. channels and outlets because 
that's something that I find incredibly exhausting and I don't get to as much as I'd like to, but if I had somebody like, all right, I'm going to pull from both extremes and the middle, whatever the middle is now. And like, you know, show you the whole variety of what's happening in the news. I would pay for that. Like, what I don't know what on, I don't even have time to go on Instagram for the most part and look at even my friend's stuff. So I don't know why I would, but I know I'm not the normal either. Right. Like most people aren't, you know, running a startup and you know burning at both ends but i just can't even fathom it like i can't i don't know in what unless it was okay i want to see all the inspirational quotes that mention the Dalai lama and or yogananda and this other like if i could do something like that maybe because then at least i would be able to go into my feed where if i need a little inspirational boost or whatever okay words of wisdom and well, this is not, but this, what you're doing though, is it's going to be like, you're paying for one account's content. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I would only pay if it was somebody curating it for me, but I am not doing it to then have to still go through and curate the information myself. No mm-hmm. way. No yeah. way. Well, I think what they're trying, they're trying to do is to create YouTube-esque plans like i i so that you mm-hmm. subscribe to these people they create specific content only for you which is kind of only fans in a way but um this is obviously the clean version but yeah i don't know um i think it's i think it's interesting i just from from my perspective influencers slash creators whatever they want to be called this this week um they are going to be the ones that are going to be in charge of that content charge and also those are the people that are getting paid to do things so i don't know i just i it's kind of i don't know but still i do like the idea of being able to make money off of the content that you create i don't think that's a terrible idea i mean but, it's a nice idea i just don't know who's gonna pay for it yeah well that's my concern but it's not i guess i don't have to be concerned because it's not <laughs> I don't have to do it. Well, this is, okay, so the next story that I came up with was a Zoomer one, gotta get the Zoomers in, Generation Z. Thank God we're on the last letter. I'm just so glad that we're on the last letter so they have to think of something clever after oh Generation Z. What What is it like, because what they do is, in um, when they run out of hurricane names, don't they go to the Greek alphabet or something? I think they, so I feel like that's the next step is going to be like the next, because in Florida, we get so many hurricanes, we go through the whole alphabet. Right. So then we have to start over. And the second one, I think, is the Greek alphabet. I see. Hopefully we don't have to do COVID strains. (laughs) (laughs) Be hilarious. Um, But um, the good old Zoom Zooms are bringing back something that everybody, speaking of OnlyFans, um tumblr yes is tumblr back on the road to relevance generation z makes up 61 percent of tumblr's new users leading to a resurgence for the microblogging platform so obviously tumblr was a big deal but tumblr was like really porn heavy um so they made some changes where they outlawed all the porn and killed all those accounts and then everyone went because <laughs> they're they only there for the porn. They're only there for the porn. So I think the a lot. Of- down my ball. <laughs> <laughs> now on Tumblr. 
but um but but yeah so uh so they went away um but now the problem is that um zoomers are very specific they don't they like to be anonymous they don't like influencers they don't like um algorithms they don't like being served ads after they don't like remarketing so there's a lot of things that all of these um social media platforms thrive on that they don't like because they got to be different right okay god bless them but here's the deal tumblr just serves up stuff you can be completely faceless you can just share information and things without out without any judgment yep. so this is it's a chronological feed that isn't driven by attention um, maximizing algorithms the no influencers or brands um and it's a welcome distraction from the real world due to its undated feed and pseudonymous accounts. So it's like, there's anonymity, but it's not anonymity to mask hate. You know what I mean? Okay. It's it's yeah. just, this is stuff that I'm interested in. Um, I like this. I do feel like this is the lead that's getting buried um, from in the digital marketing world. Interesting. I, I could agree with that. Zoomers are, um, Zoomers are, hard they're really really hard and what we're what everyone's focusing on right now and in my world is the increase the increasing amount of privacy and the how that is going to kind of ring the death knell for remarketing retargeting um anything based around advertising and um because we're going to know less about the people because they're going to reveal less um that's fine and that's something that you need to be concerned about but there's a whole audience that hates everything that you're doing. And it's the next big audience that's going to be going through and it's going to be joining all of these different platforms and making them or breaking them. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of feel that this Gen Z audience is one to pay attention to um, just because there's so many cool things that are happening right now. I feel like this is the one thing because Instagram doesn't know how to get them. Twitter is struggling to get them. Facebook gave up. Um, even TikTok is struggling a little bit with, mm-hmm. with Gen Z. Interesting. Yeah. I, I just think a lot of people aren't paying attention to that audience as much because they don't know what to do. Yeah. I agree with that. But I mean, I well, think um, they're just, they're just savvy. Right. So on that note, yeah. not knowing what to do, do you want to get into count pointer count? Um, point count, count, count pointer count pointer, <laughs> pointer pointer count yes so i'm at point, um the pointer count point, is actually at two. Point. <laughs> two. <laughs> so okay um so for um count pointer count this week um we had some uh, uh we have one article right um, and yeah. it's one of the ones that you you were really excited about. Like when we were going into our pre-show call, you were you were hard for the story. Okay, so um, <laughs> this is from the. I think it's wet in my case. It's wet, moist. So um, in in this, so we're gonna go from the um, hard hitting, gritty, aggressive news source um, NPR, and. Uh, what they are talking about is garbage trends clog the internet. <laughs> I love that this is on NPR. Yeah, right? And they may be here to stay. And they may be here to say, what are we going to do? Well, 
Beta Ulabi has some thoughts on this. <laughs> um, okay, so let me break this down for you. Garbage trends. Garbage trends are the fads that are so, they, they shine so bright and they burn out so quickly. They're like supernova. So what they do is that it will be like, um, oh gosh. Those, I mean, I would say those exploding cakes are one of these. Um, the cakes okay. that you cut into and everything comes out. They had like a really hot minute. It was kind of like all, of, everybody had to have those cakes for like two weeks and then it was completely gone and no one talks about them. And it's a lot of recipes, but there's also dances. There's also challenges and it's just garbage trends. It's I just think. these things that everyone gets into for a very short period of time. And then they are completely forgotten. Like the baked feta pasta. Yeah. Yuck. I the, anyway. Al- the intense interest in rush talk. The Alabama, the Alabama sorority hopeful is explaining their rush outfits. Yeah strange um what is elon musk divisive slang term how do you pronounce that what is this Shugi? i don't know yeah i don't know about this what's well, chugi chugi is the, is the is the rage i don't what know is, what does it mean um but anyway so what do i think about these trends i yes. i i would say that Oh, sorry, gang. This is kind of what the digital universe was made for. <laughs> I really do feel like it's stuff like this is kind of what, what these distractions are what kind of keep the ball rolling. <sighs> I think you're right. I also think it is the downfall of society. <laughs> so it's like the downfall of society like- is it's the baked feta pasta. <laughs> It's like, I think people being obsessed with these micro trends and then we're just like, you know, fish in a fishbowl and 10 seconds later, it's like, oh, it's a new one. Oh, it's a new one. Oh, it's a new one. Oh, it's, a-. it's like, oh, where is like, what happened to the, the thoughtful people that are inspecting their, you know, es- the existential problems in life and like, why are we here and what's my meaning and how do I serve mankind and on Reddit. <laughs> it's on Reddit. <laughs> um, also, apparently, I'm shugi because it's a term to describe a certain aesthetic that um, means that you are out of touch or basic. <laughs> okay. So I just I just called myself shugi by not knowing what shugi means. Oh, okay. Um, so that's fun. Good job, Chugster. Yeah, thanks. Um, anyway, that it's not, stick. It, it, I it, think it, it might stick. It, it's in a New York Times article, by the way. It's oh, not, so, so NPR, I mean, NPR and New York Times are coming in hot with some real news here. Um, so New York Times writes, it's not quite, quote, basic, which can describe someone who is a conformist or perhaps generic in their taste. And it's not quite uncool. It's not embarrassing or even always negative. It just means it's broadly used to describe someone who's out of date or trying too hard. Oh my God. It's see that needs to be canceled. That definition. Basically that is the most passive aggressive thing I've ever, I've ever heard in my life. It's basically saying we're, this isn't bad. This is not a bad thing. It's just, you're boring, you're basic and you're a loser, but it's not bad. <laughs> not bad. Jesus. 
god! Like how many how many of these freaking assholes did I had to sit in a room to come up with that? No, but I like that it's in a New York Times article. So, well, that's very juicy. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not even in an op-ed; it's style. Okay. Anyway, um, so that's so so yes. Yeah. So I think I think you're right that yes, that's what social media is here for. I also think maybe that's why social media shouldn't be what our lives revolve around. Yeah. I think there. I would like. I would like to. I think it's a good tool. I think that's where it should stay. I don't think it should become where your consciousness goes to die. Yep. <laughs> you got it. I think you got it in one chuggy Hauser. Okay, so let's. Uh, so that's our point counterpoint. If you like garbage, uh, the internet's full of it. Um, if you want to have a good conversation about it, but you don't, your ideas are boring. You're chuggy. Let's get let's move on to cash or trash. Oh like, my god, there's some good like ones. Cash or trash. I feel like I want to trash that point counterpoint. Um okay, <laughs> so the first one is Oreo. Oh. Rewinding to 2007. Oh, that's with right. Block, with good. Blockbuster Takeover promoting Cakester's return. Oh good. Now, first of all, do you remember what Cakesters are? Yes. I okay, I don't. So there. I'm shocked that you do not remember that. Maybe I wasn't allowed to eat them. <laughs> oh my That's- god, Jukester, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's soft baked steak snack cakes. Steak snack, yeah. Snake cakes. Are they? Counterpoint. <laughs> are they like? Are they like hoagies? No, you know what they're like? They're like if you got um if you got like oh, did you say hoagies? I don't know. That's not the right word either. What the fudge? Wait, you just are they little that. hoagies? Wait, what are those like are they little Debbie? What are those little weird cakes called? Oh my god. Oh, that were around oh with the white swirl in the middle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not that. Those are um hostess cakes or hostess cakes. So it's- Stored in hoagies in my brain. So okay. So they're not hostess cakes. All right. So so what it is is basically think about what cake tastes like and the consistency of cake. Yeah. Um, it's basically a it's like an Oreo, but it's densely cakey. So it's okay. kind of a little bit bigger. It's almost like if you got an Oreo and put it in water and it got it expanded. Okay, that sounds disgusting. Is it good? I don't like. Oreos. You don't like Oreos. Okay, so you're the wrong person to ask. Okay, so there's a video rental store in Bend, Oregon. Of course, the last Bend. one. Wow. Have That's you ever the- seen that movie? It's on um, something. You could watch streaming. It's called The Last Blockbuster, and that's where this oh, takes place. I see. That's cool. Um, so they were outfitted to transport consumers back to 2007, the year that Cakesters first hit the shelves. And its marquee now features the Oreo Cakesters branding, and in its twenty, it's two thousand seven all over again. Signed while the exterior is decorated in movie posters that spoof the popular blockbuster genres. So that's pretty cute. Like this picture's cute. That must have been pretty expensive. And then the visitors have a chance to try the Cakesters in packaging inspired by VHS cases that it carry the same faux film designs as the posters. Oh, there you go. It's pretty cute, actually. I think this is quite clever. I love that they just leaned into one location and were like, 
this is the hill we're dying on this bend organ thing like well, that's, that's, the, that's the only one that's left so right. that's why they're doing it because it's already a popular location it's really cute i think yeah. it's really i think it's really cute as much as i know you don't like oreos and mm-hmm. we thought that their barefoot wine oreo combo was terrible i actually think this one works do you agree i think this one works better than the wine would you give a cash or trash i give it cash yeah i'd probably give it i'd probably give it cash just because they're warm, already warm, they're kind of a lukewarm cash. Yeah. They're well they're they're that that location gets a lot of buzz. So they're just yep. taking it over. I think it's smart. All right, I so what's like, up with I my like my wieners? This is baloney. Oh, okay. Not wieners, it's baloney. Mm-hmm. So Oscar Myers has baloney inspired face masks that poke fun at self-care. So they introduced bologna-inspired face masks, and then they're available for sale in limited quantities on Amazon starting today, January 19th, which is not today. Uh, The gag product was developed with Korean beauty and skincare brand Soul Mamas. Oh, I love that brand. And retails for $5 a piece. Do you actually know that brand? Never in my life have I heard of it. Okay. Um, while resembling Oscar Mayer's signature cold cut, the face mask contains no actual meat, but does have ingredients intended to promote skin hydration and elasticity, along with anti-inflammatory benefits. While with the stunt, Oscar Mayer is playing into the new year, new you mantra centered around self-improvement as the calendar resets. And the Kraft Heinz marketer is also extending what it deems as a pop art approach to marketing that breaks with conventional media. Oh. Let me tell you, still available. Really? How much? Four ninety nine for one mask. Wow. Yeah. Um. I I think my favorite is um. Bologna inspired face masks that poke fun at the self care space. <laughs> right. Mm, that's definitely where I want to start poking fun at. <laughs> you got a therapist. I mean, <laughs> right. What's funny about it is it's like leaning into the fact that eating bologna is not good for you. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, they really went there, which I think is brazen and kind of cute. Like in a, it's like, well, I mean, I guess you got to do that, right? If you're not, if if you're bologna, you got to know you're not, you're not going for the health aspect. But I'm waiting for the pickle and pimento loaf one. Right. But this one, um, what what's gross about this is, do you see the mouth, the holes? Yeah, it's supposed to look it like someone like took a bite out. out. Yeah. Same with the eyes. It looks uh-huh. like somebody chewed it. Do you do you think if uh, let me ask you this: if you found this in like a kitschy, well, not kitschy, if you found this in a store that had some irreverent humor, would you buy it because you think it's funny, or would you be like, "What the f"? Well, number one, I wouldn't be in Spencer's. Um, (laughs) No, this is something that's like a a buy the cash register thing, like at a five below or something. Like, um, I would ignore this completely. Okay. Yeah. So it's not, so it's not really working. No, I mean, I would prefer it if it was actual bloating. Like I would actually, I think I would like this much better. That'd be hilarious. 
or if it tasted like it or it smelled like it or something so it like that. it could really be a prank. So you could like send, so it's like dick in a box. Like you send it as like a joke. <laughs> well, let's just say if you're sending the dick in a box, it's it's like John Bobbitt in a box. <laughs> it's going to be like severed penis in a box. Um, but no, I would, uh, yeah, I would, because remember when they, um, Kentucky Fried Chicken did, I think, a better job of this. And they did suntan lotion that smelled like chicken grease. Uh-huh. That, I think, works. This, I feel, if it was more baloney-esque. Yeah. Okay. So I think we both trash this. Yeah, I trash this one. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think no one. Um, did you actually know that there is a dick at your door, actually, is where you can send chocolate dicks in a box? Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw one this weekend. It was ball sacks. <laughs> Chocolate ball sacks. <laughs> well, they've expanded their product line. Okay. I'll send you the link so that you have it in case you want to send somebody Excellent. a drink. Um, yeah, they can also send chocolate poop in a box. Oh, I just prefer the regular kind. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. Oh, wow. Um, they're, really, they're really lifelike, huh? Um, <laughs> all right. On that note, should we move on to Campbell's team? Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So Campbell's teamed up with a candle, no, experiential toy company, Camp, to create candles and activity guides. So we have Nothing says uh, child's playtime like a candle. Like chicken noodle soup candle. Or a tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwich candle. What Upper West Side kids are doing this? I mean, like, this is, no. Mommy, can you make sure it has three wicks? I mean, like, what? what? This is very odd. I mean, this is, this is up there for odd things that I've seen. Also, I don't understand why is it a toy retailer doing a candle? Like, just work with freaking... What are the, what's the company that puts out way too many freaking candles and they're really strong scented and they're in like every, you know, craft store. Like why not work with them? Just, right. Why yeah. is it a toy company or do a toy with grilled cheese and tomato chicken soup, whatever's playtime thing, but it's very weird like three steps removed and then they have the design the figurine and can are are inspired by the brand stackable snowman soup cans and it's 2020 snow buddy campaign what is happening I mean, why are you wasting your time with this i mean i i would say that you lost me at kids on this one um candles that smell like soup and yeah, I, I could be in for that I could be interested in what they, what they smell like. I think that I think those I think that tomato one smells interesting, but at the same time, I don't understand what experiential thing is happening for kids with fire and hot wax. Well, there's something about after each candle's burn, it reveals a miniature snow bunny figurine inside. Oh, nothing like a hot wax coated <laughs> toy for your your kid to swallow. I mean, like. Look, also, at, look how like, small this snow bunny toy is. And they're going to be waiting for the candle to burn to the bottom so they can get the freaking toy, which is like, it's like, yeah, what you really want is your kids watching the candle burn for hours. Oh my God. I could just, I would be the kid that put it in the microwave just to get all the wax out and blow up and the ex- microwave. 
with the with the metal on the outside yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god uh, trash yeah um trash but campbell send me a couple of those candles i wouldn't mind smelling them <laughs> okay so you're <laughs> I really like that i'm just soliciting for free candles you're like oh. <laughs> like maniacal <laughs> <laughs> all right last one all right there's a brooklyn funeral home oh that's, good it's trying to put a modern spin on death so sparrow is it says the the tagline on the side of it is a contemporary funeral home and they have like a cool like <clears throat> you know dove that's kind of contemporary looking logo on the side so basically they are selling the usual new age accoutrements that you'd find at other stores throughout Greenpoint, like artisanal lavender soaps and rose scented body milk and sandalwood diffusers and greeting cards and incense holders and Christmas ornaments. But they also sell, in addition to all of that, urns for the remainder of a deceased loved one. Why is this unusual? It says they sell something a bit more unusual. Doesn't that seem like something you would sell at a contemporary funeral home? I don't understand what just happened. I'm thinking possibly what this is saying is the urns are different. um, Because, or maybe, I don't know. I'm still, hold on. I'm going to, I have to keep reading this and see what we're missing. It is, she's aware of the criticism that Sparrow's a hipster funeral home. And she said, there was a post from a local news organization announcing the business that got comments like, wow, they gentrified death. She still believes there's an underserved audience that's thinking about death differently. And so, this is super interesting. I guess... I guess urns are interesting in that most people are going to funeral homes for caskets. Is that what makes this contemporary? So you're open to the idea of cremation, which is to me, not really that. Well, I think that's a concept. Well, I also, it feels like they're um, selling artistic urns or artistic art pieces that you can put the ashes of your loved one in. So it's kind I of- I see, I see. And then also they're doing every single place, every every room is a celebration room. So it's a celebration of life. So it looks like um, like a hipster church from down the street. That's I saw looked, that. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, it, ooh, it's like a cr- Robin like eggs a cr- colored chairs. Nothing says like free know, me it's, now. It's like a cross between PS1 and like a, a, a church or something. Yeah, totally. Or the like the sales room in an assisted living facility. Um. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a good description. You really, really tickled me. I'm I'm looking now really at their I'm looking at okay, they have vessels, jewelry, books, self-care, comforting goods. I'm gonna shop all. No one pokes fun at the self-care. I mean, maybe they sell baloney face masks. 
Oh, no, what they do is they just stick it in the urn. Seems like perfect for hipsters. Oh my God. Someone died? Baloney face mask. Baloney face mask. Here's a cakester. I see. So they do have these very, very pretty, like thousand dollar urns that are artistic. So I mean, I think what's I think what's sort of interesting is them selling jewelry and essential oil and I haven't seen a funeral home do that. That's I mean, I don't I don't think it's like wild and crazy. I think it's like interesting. Also, do, if it's so like many people are getting cremated, do they have what is what is a what do you do if you're going to a funeral home and you get cremated? Like everyone gets around, and looks at the vase. I mean, I don't think there's a ceremony at the. I don't think I think that that's. I don't think that anything happens in the funeral home with people that get cremated. So this is a way to get people to go in. And this makes it extra edgy. Okay. All right. And also it, it's a, it's an opportunity for upsell because they're not getting embalmed. They're not getting the casket. They're not getting the makeup. They're not getting the, like, there's nothing. So maybe all this extra stuff, like for example, the jewelry and essential oils, you can get that for all the people that are coming as like a way to remember Steve, who's in the pot that cost me $25,000. So far, I like everything on there in the shop, except for the pet portraits for $300, which are not very well done. Oh, and and also, I do not like the candles that you have to burn down to get a little figurine of a snowman. I really don't like that. (laughs) Actually, there's also a skull tag, which I find tacky. Um, What, the tramp stamps? Yeah, they have that too. They they all say um, Blanche. <laughs> Exit only. All right. Well, I th- I think I give this. I think I give this cash. Uh, yeah. I I, I give this. Tr- I give this cash too. I I, I do feel like it's it, it needs to change how people how death is viewed at these places because you don't want lurch, kind of welcoming you into the den of like death. Like I, there's nothing worse. No, this is quite nice, and there is there is something usually kind of like very old and creepy about funeral homes. So this gives, makes it feel less, more like a celebration of moving on. Yeah. And less like some morose, weird place where everybody has to be quiet and pretend that it's not gross and smelly. Well, they should call it transitions. Ooh, I like that. You should, you should pitch them on that, Chris. I will. Um, I'll, I'll say also, um, if you're going to do a room, don't have a bunch of chairs facing a wall. Have something that's actually a feature. Here's to an towards. idea. Yeah, get a mirror. So everyone can that's look funny. at their reflections and think about go. what they did. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. All right, do we want to end on that? Or is there anything else that you want to throw in the mix zone? Tips or um, business trends you've been seeing? Um, not really. I mean, it's, it's one of those, it's one of, like I said, at the top of the show, it's, uh, I've, I've, it's been metaverse or bust. I think the last few days, um, one, but another trend that I'm really seeing, and it's actually something that was in our um, list of potential topics is the subscription feature and advertising for newsletters, newsletters. yeah. Yeah. Newsletters has become a pretty hot topic over the last few weeks. Um, because of all of the privacy issues that are arising in the digital world. Um, and 
the how the retargeting is kind of getting cut back and blah 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 what can you really truly own your email list you can truly own and you and the open rates on emails allow are much better and much more reliable than social media or ads or remarketing so you actually can own that time with the person that's getting it via email because people still read emails at some level rather than just scrolling yeah. past something so i i and i do kind of feel like that's if if you were looking to make if you're looking for a just the tip here if you were going to invest in anything this year i would invest in growing email lists I think that's a great tip and it actually, and it ties in really nicely to what we're seeing with the rise of Substacks too. those email newsletters where people, journalists are basically, you know, starting their own news service and then putting out e-newsletters essentially that have stories. And then in some cases even have audio versions of stories and podcasts and things like that. So, um, and I do find that I, I mean, I'm subscribing to two different Substack writers that I think are exceptional and, I do tend to open their things. Even mm -hmm. if I don't have time to read all of it, I at least want to know what they've written about. Yeah. So it is working for me. Um, and I, and I, I probably am more aware of what they're doing than any other journalist right now. I think that if, it, if so. you really, if you really want to get into the newsletter space, um, the one thing that I, this is maybe just me, but I like subscribing to email newsletters that I can grab a couple pieces and I can work it into my, my conversations from the for the day. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm seeing like three, uh, if I'm served up digital trends, first thing in my, in my inbox and I read through it, I might be something that I might bring up in conversation or on a sales call or on with a prospect or on a coaching call or on a podcast. So providing that sort of elevation um, to your audience kind of helps them position themselves as knowledge bases and they'll keep coming back to you. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. I I'm glad the email newsletters are kind of uh, becoming cooler, I guess. Um, I think so too. Cause everyone thought like it's kind of an, a newsletter is like, uh, Oh, I'm moving three steps to the left. Here's an email. Uh, it's, it's, it's less about, Oh, in the last month we saw um, Joni finally retired. It's like, it's not that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's focused think, on who's reading it. Yeah. And I think for a while it sounded like e e email newsletters were going to be, or e-newsletters are going to be like super passe and outdated yeah. and they're going to get left behind by all the social media, but it's actually turning out to kind of the tide is almost shifting in the other direction while everybody gets obsessed with uh, garbage trends. So. And a pasta. That's too much salt for me. But like, do you saw how much feta was on that pasta? So much feta. That's too much feta. I don't like that. Greek people would not be happy with it. I, I just, I did not, I do not, I, I don't endorse that, that amount of feta. Okay. Ever. Okay. Not even if there's a snow, tiny snowman inside? I have to melt down that fucking feta and get that snowman. <laughs> God help me. Oh, here, here, child. Here's a millimeter hard, hot plastic metal toy. Oh, great. Oh, dead. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Thanks, Campbells. Send the, send the, send the candles. Still, I'm, 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 I'm in. On that note, should we wrap it? Let's wrap it. Let's wrap it up like a Valentine's we, Day should gift. Should we burn this down to find the toy inside? <laughs> that would be great. Okay, great.
Oh, so, well, thanks everybody for joining us on another illustrious episode of Hype Busters. Yes, and please remember that our DMs are always open for news, companies, stories, suggestions, anything you want to hear about next. And if you're looking for a chance to be on our show, please email us and maybe we'll let you on as a guest. Maybe, maybe. If Chris Chris says yes. Yeah, if I say yes, but I'm, yeah, I might. I might, who knows. Um, uh, But until next time, folks, uh, for more real talk on strategic communication, with me, April Margulies, and her. Chris no, it's the other, other way around. Other way around. With me, April Tompkins. No. And you, Chris Margulies. All the way around. Other way around. With you, Margulies Tompkins. I like <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm Margulies. <laughs> All right, you can take it, and I'll take. I'll take. I'll be April Tompkins. All right. I bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.